Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Fallais. And we've been listening in on day one of the April States meeting. And, uh, well, we had an entire morning taken up just with the update statements and question time this morning. And the first statement was delivered by Education, Sport and Culture President Deputy Andrea Dudley-Owen, whose voice you might just hear in the background as she's just leaving uh, this evening. Now, she updated States members uh, principally on the urgency of the Les Osway campus uh, project and how important it was that that did not get uh, stimmed by any future decisions of the states. Why such an emphasis on that? Well, because in July, states members will be re-debating the priority list that they have for this state's term in the government work plan debate. And uh, although it is the preferred option of policy resources to be at the very top of the list of priorities, uh, there is um, some uh, dissent from that view and some deputies have been talking about uh, putting instead the uh, continued modernisation of the Princess Elizabeth Hospital in front of it. Um, Now Deputy Dudley Owen was keen to say that uh, deputies and indeed the media should not portray this as being a straight out fight between the two things and uh, not a sort of head to head battle. But uh, given that uh, there are differing opinions on this, it's difficult to see how else it can pan out. Um, But uh, the uh, main um, piece of sort of new information that came out of the questions uh, following the update statement today was in terms of the agency staff. Deputy Heidi Soldsby wanted to know how many agency staff we've actually got in teaching posts at the moment and the answer was 56. Uh, 21 of those have been required to cover maternity leave and others have been required to uh, fill in for a lot of deputy heads a dozen who have been taken out of the classroom uh, to a greater extent um, to be able to spend more time actually delivering strategic thinking for schools to plan ahead Um, and then also uh, some agency staff have been brought in uh, to uh, provide cover for uh, SENCOs, those uh, teachers who are uh, helping to assist uh, for SEND uh, pupils. So um, that was the sort of the new stuff to come out of that Um, but really the um, I suppose the, the biggest uh, sort of headline making, headline grabbing uh, statement that came from it all was Deputy Dudley Owen admitting that um, conditions at the uh, Guernsey Institute, the former College of Further Education, have got so bad. This is part of her argument as to why the um, the priority needed to stay with Les Osway uh, was, was so bad that uh, they're having to cover over machinery and equipment to prevent rain getting onto it. Uh, students are having to wear coats in classes during the winter and um, th- there's a lot of temporary sort of porter cabin accommodation still being used. Um, a sorry state of affairs really being portrayed there, Matt. Yeah, it was. I mean, in a sense, it's not the first time, is it? Because the the um, conditions in which uh, further education, the College of Further Education, uh, has been delivered, ha- have been um, substandard for a, a long time, uh, and um, you know they they should by now be in um, new buildings um, at, at Liz Osway. Uh, I don't really understand the point about. Um, the, to the media about not comparing the uh, the hospital modernisation and the education uh, project at Liz Osway because actually the Policy and Resources Committee has more or less set it up the debate in July set it up that way because those two projects are broadly speaking of the same um, value, cost 
um, and uh, one has been prioritised for immediate action and one has been postponed or proposed to be postponed until the next state. And I think almost everybody in the States knows that when it gets to July, uh, it's going to end up being a sort of head-to-head between you know which of those two projects is prioritized so i don't think that it's not the way we're reporting it it's that that is just inevitably how the way most deputies are seeing it uh then uh following that update statement there was one from the environment and infrastructure president deputy lindsay de summary and uh, plenty to come out of that one too yeah mainly i think about um transport and coastal defenses so uh deputy de summary told the states that since um, an initiative to recruit new taxi drivers was started by her department, they have issued 90 permits. Uh, so that's not 90 new taxi plates, obviously, but it's potentially 90 new taxi drivers. Um, so uh, she w- was delivering what she considered to be uh, good news um, uh, to, to the states. Um, she was then asked by Deputy David Delisle, uh, perhaps slightly um, unexpectedly whether her committee had plans to introduce a registration scheme or licensing scheme for bikes. He was particularly concerned about children being carried unsafely as he saw it uh, on some bicycles which he appeared to suggest didn't conform to safety standards. Um, Deputy de Summary rather amusingly um, replied by saying that there wasn't a registration scheme planned and the last place she had seen considering a uh, a bike tax was in Robert Mugabe's Zimbabwe. Um, she actually said that in the States. So uh, she made her position on that quite clear. I don't expect that that will go anywhere. Um, in terms of coastal defences, she told the States that the uh, work to put additional rock armour down at Lancres East, uh, which is a controversial um, project, that anti-tank wall at Lancres, which um, took up a lot of debating time in the last states, and then again in this states, um, will be complete um, I think she said in about a week's time. That's £250,000 worth uh, of um, rock armour put in front of the anti-tank wall um, to prop up the wall, because everybody knows it, it's in a very bad condition. Um, The previous states considered taking it down entirely. The current states decided that shouldn't happen and it should be uh, reinforced, if that's the right word, by putting rock armour in front of it. And that will continue until around about 2030 under what the states have currently agreed. So um, so, so that the latest phase of rock armour will go will be finished in the next few days. Uh, But she also said that the project to repair the steps leading up from the aquarium to Clarence Battery has been further delayed. Now, that was uh, or has been delayed. It was um, uh, there was a a, a damage caused by a landslide there um, two or three years ago. Then specialist contractors couldn't come in from the UK because of Covid. The most recent cause of the delay, Deputy de Summary told the states, is they went out to tender for the work to be done and no contractors expressed any interest in doing the work. So I think they have repackaged the tender a bit. They now have attracted some interest from contractors. Uh, so they hope that project will start at some point later this year. 
but it is clearly subject to further delay. Uh, that disappointed Deputy Simon Vermeulen, who had asked a question about getting on with that work as soon as possible in time for the tourist season. I can just picture Deputy Vermeulen and Deputy Fairbrush rolling up their sleeves and getting on with the job themselves. Uh, we moved on from update statements to uh, the question time, and uh, there were two sets of questions, uh, one from Deputy Delisle uh, to Deputy Al Brewer, the President of Health and Social Care. This was in relation to uh, two incinerators that are currently used on the island, one at the Princess Elizabeth Hospital and one at Long Hoog. Uh, they are used uh, respectively to deal with clinical waste and animal remains, and... Uh, um, there, his concern was over air pollution issues around these two sites. Uh, he cited reports that gave detail of uh, the burning off of um, items in containing lead and mercury, uh, sulphur dioxide, other um, dangerous items that could potentially uh, leak into the air and be breathed in and that the measuring regime over here was, in his view, uh, not uh, the best. Um, but uh, really the answers that came from Deputy Broad effectively um, were along the lines of yeah, we hear everything you're saying and we agree with it all and work is currently underway to see all this through. So he, uh, Deputy Broad confirmed that uh, although we couldn't give a date because it's dependent on, again, that government work plan um, prioritisation list, um, he did say it's a very high priority because um, the current incinerators are coming to the end of their life. Um, the new um, incinerator at Long Hoog will be able to uh, deal with both types of waste and uh, it will all be dealt with there. Not only that, but it will re reduce the energy usage because it will actually, uh, there'll be a, a, a flu um, exhaust that will actually heat up uh, some of the um, waste that is recyclable and it will actually generate energy. So um, for various reasons it was it had the full support of uh, SCSB, E&I, P&R and HSC so I think we can pretty much guarantee that it's going to get the uh, gets a decent amount of approval uh, but it does need to be prioritised. Um, a cost, An overall cost wasn't given at this stage um, but it does seem that uh, Deputy Delisle's environmental concerns over this uh, are soon going to be uh, assuaged uh, through that means. Uh, the other set of questions was from Deputy Gollop. Uh, he wanted to uh, find out about the uh, elimination, the imminent elimination from Guernsey of the final three bring banks that are used uh, at the Salary, Longfree and at the Rohays um, Waitrose. And um, he was uh, worried that um, quite a few people still relied on them um, and that it might bring about a, a, an additional fly tipping uh, various concerns expressed that we have actually heard um, before or similar concerns expressed while when the announcement was originally made. Interestingly, Deputy Fuller, during that uh, questions uh, coming off the back of that, did ask what kind of um, consultation, if any, had taken place with the parishes because he was concerned that they'd have to face the knock-on effect of the additional curbside recycling with their contracts with, um, with the uh, waste uh, collectors. And uh, Deputy Roffey's response to that was to say, well, only 3% or so of waste is collected this way through the brain banks. And if the uh, contractors are going to the parishes and saying, well, we need to renegotiate, then they need to be given short shrift because um, really it's not going to affect them to any great extent. He then uh, 
uh, sort of dropped the bombshell, as it were. He hadn't really gone into this detail before. In fact, he described it as the elephant in the room, saying that really one of the big problems with the bring banks and the reason why they have to get emptied so often is that they are routinely being used by commercial operators, by businesses who should be paying for commercial collection of their um, waste and are instead taking large quantities of it to these bring banks and uh, therefore they're sort of finding a loophole in the system, if you like. And um, Deputy Roffey couldn't justify the continued spending of £100,000 a year um, on uh, maintaining this system of collection when there is free domestic curbside recycling on offer and the ability to go down to Longhoog and drop your waste off there. And he said all this despite the fact, as he's pointed out, that he still uh, likes to do it that way himself. He takes all his waste, all his recyclables, to uh, the one at Longfree. And I noticed that when he was saying that, the bailiff was nodding vigorously as well. So he obviously visits the same place. So he'll have to find another solution as well. We then moved on to the afternoon's proceedings. Yeah, so uh, it's been a a very mixed day, hasn't it? Um, This afternoon was dominated by... um, a, a new law is pro- was proposed by the Employment and Social Security Committee to um, put into effect um, a, an employment and equal opportunity service, which is a new service, but in in truth a repackaged service currently known as the Employment Relations Service. Um, and they want to repackage it as part of the new anti-discrimination law that will come into effect on the 1st of October this year. Um, and the law proposed was uh, in accord with um, policy directions previously given by the states. But Deputy John Dyke, who was, when the anti-discrimination law was proposed originally, quite a big critic of the, of the new law, um, took the opportunity to lay three amendments to try to limit the powers of the director of the new um, Employment and Equal Opportunity Service. Now, he um, succeeded with two of his amendments. He lost with one of his amendments on a tied vote. Uh, And the effect of uh, that amendment, his third amendment, as it were, being defeated, is that the director of the Employment and Equal Opportunity Service will have a general power to work towards the elimination of discrimination, even on matters which fall outside the new anti-discrimination law. So uh, he or she won't have any powers to act in a, in, a, in a legal sense outside of the new law, but he or she will have a promotional role to, um, to, to, to uh, uh, work towards ending discrimination more broadly. So in many ways, that was, I mean, quite a long, but quite a technical debate. The um, legislation as slightly, and I think it is very slightly amended by Deputy Dyke's successful amendments, was approved overwhelmingly by deputies at the end of today's proceedings. So that uh, law, which is a sort of a subset of the new anti-discrimination legislation, um, will uh, has now been approved and will come into effect. 
And uh, the item that is next on the agenda is going to be discussed tomorrow, and that is the uh, the interim uprating of uh, various benefits, including pensions, um, to give people a bit of a boost uh, between July and December of this year as a sort of one-off payment. So we'll have lots of detail about that uh, on this shorthand states uh, tomorrow evening. Just time to tell you that um, between the last states meeting and this one, there was a little sort of social media advert put out, uh, fronted by the states greffier, Simon Ross, uh, talking about uh, how you could come here and enjoy uh, the States debates yourself in the public gallery. And it seems to have had an immediate effect. Uh, normally it's just uh, one of us or both of us in the in the gallery alongside uh, deputy, former Deputy Mary Lowe, who likes to come to all the meetings. Um, but uh, today, as I made my way in there at uh, just after half past nine, there were in fact 12 people in there. And um, I spoke to one of them and you can read all about that conversation in uh, your newspaper tomorrow morning but uh, that's all from us at the shorthand states we'll uh, speak to you again tomorrow bye bye